Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. Just me and my buddy Mitch Krumpetich this episode, and we're going to discuss the Davon Reed knee injury, the Peter Jock signing, and then we'll talk a bit about the Kyrie trade, the Kyrie and IT trade, and what's going on with that. So how's it going, Mitch? You know, it's going really well. Uh, I still love living in Phoenix, and uh, I'm also happy because people listened to uh, my little instruction at the beginning of last episode with the uh, iTunes review. So to recap, you can go to iTunes and leave a five-star review, and all I want you to say is boy, B-O-I. So thank you to Bacon732 for doing that. I think that's hilarious. Like, you have no idea how much joy that brings me. Also, another shout-out on iTunes reviews real quick is Tim from the Solar Panel. Solar Panel is another Suns podcast, and they're great guys. Tim left us a really nice review, and we really appreciate that. So, uh, um, quick plug for Solar Panel as well. If you can't get enough Suns, check them out along with us. Thanks, Tim. Make sure to get a hold of us on social media. Our Twitter is at SunnyInPHXPod. Our email is sunnyandphxpod at gmail.com. And check us out over at our new host, the Deepish Thoughts Podcast Network, over at deepishthoughts.com. Thanks for listening to the Sunny and Phoenix Podcast. If you'd like to further support the show, you can head over to tpublic.com slash user slash sunnyandphx. That's teepublic.com slash user slash sunnyandphx. We've got t-shirts, mugs, phone cases, all kinds of stuff. You can get our famous cheese is warming up design or just one that says sunny and PHX. Again, tpublic.com slash user slash sunny and PHX. And go Suns! So we just heard about Davon Reed undergoing a knee surgery to repair his left meniscus. And that's going to sit him out for four to six months this season. And with night going down... We were kind of hoping to see Reed get get some minutes this season as a rookie, and it looks like we're not going to be able to see that right away. Reed looked good in Summer League with 14 points per game and four boards per, so we got to see a little bit about it, and I'm already missing him. So now we signed Peter Jock out of the Iowa Hawkeyes, and... 6'6", 205 shooting guard. He averaged 20 points per game, 5.5 boards, and shot a nice 91% from the free throw line. That's something I like to see. But uh, Jock decided decided to sign with the Suns over two other teams. He had three offers on the table, decided to come sign a training camp, non-guaranteed contract with us. So what do you think, Mitch? Does he have a chance of making a roster, or are we going to see him in the G League? What do you think? Well, I mean, with uh, Davon Reed going down, I think he does have a real chance. I saw Peter Jock play in college. Um, Gonzaga played Iowa my junior year, I believe, in the tournament, and Peter Jock's a pretty good player. I didn't know if he would be really NBA material or not, but, you know, his points average is pretty good, and uh, I'm going to give him a chance. You know, if he works hard, he's got the opportunity here with this Davon Reed injury. Right, so, yeah, a few episodes ago we said, now that Brandon Knight's down for the season, who's going to fill his role? 
as the shooting guard off the bench, and we said Reed. And now we're going to do the same thing now that Reed's down. So I think Jock might have a pretty decent shot at it. But the one thing I just want to say is I hope we don't see many Eric Bledsoe, Mike James lineups at the one and two. That is a nightmare right there. I I don't even want to think about that (laughs) happening. Well, the other thing that I'm trying to think of right now is four to six months. So let's just say... September. It's almost September right now, so the beginning of September. So all of September, October, November, December. That's four months right there. So that's like best case scenario. He comes back like after the first of the year. Worst case scenario, it's not till March. And then at that point, it's like how much is he even going to play? So I think we'll just have to see how this recovery goes as well. Because if we get Reed back in the middle of the season, that'd be pretty nice. Yeah, I'd love to see him come back in the middle of the season, but, you know, maybe if he's... Maybe we don't want to rush him back and we do a little something like what we did with Bender this year. Right. Kind of let him get a few, get some run towards the end of the year just to mainly uh, just get a little flow with the guys, pretty much. I mean, he didn't have much to prove after being injured and that late in the season, but maybe we can see something like that out of Reed this year. That's kind of what I'm anticipating as well. And like you said, he did look good in Summer League, but it's not like Davon Reed was going to be this pivotal piece to our team or anything. Right. Very right. But so so now what happens? Do we see Derek Jones Jr. play a little two guard? Do we see Dudley playing more of more of a small forward role rather than that stretch four he kind of has been playing lately? What do you think? I could see both of those as possibilities. I could also see us possibly trying to make another signing. I know that uh, the Cavs were fielding offers for Shumpert, and I don't know if we would have any interest in that, but uh, I suppose that's a possibility. Um, Otherwise, I think maybe uh, we could see Bender playing a little more of that role if he continues to work on that ball handling like we saw I don't know maybe he has more of an extended role in like a guard type position but again that didn't look super great in summer league so the Suns will have to get creative probably okay so Shumpert makes about 10 million per year Uh, I don't know if the Cavs need to move it that bad at this point but that's something we could easily take on and I'm sure Shumpert wouldn't be too excited about playing behind Booker on the Phoenix Suns in the bottom of the Western Conference, though. (laughs) So we'll we'll just have to see about that. All right, back to some more Kyrie Irving trade talk. You know, we just can't get enough of this here on the Sunny and Phoenix podcast. We dedicated a few episodes to that in the past. So, But before we get started, Gambo from Arizona Sports says that we weren't even part of the deal for this. We weren't even really serious contenders or pursuing Kyrie. I mean, that's, it's so hard. We did a whole episode on like the media and who do you trust and all this. And it's like, there's so many conflicting reports. I truly did believe that we, we were in that mix. But when Gambo says that we weren't, I, I tend to believe him. I'm just a little bit surprised. I I just kind of think that 
the Suns do stuff so much behind the scenes that I don't know that we'll ever really know how much in the mix we were in and uh, what exactly we offered. Right. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think that's pretty much how it goes down. But that was surprising to see Gambo tweet that. But anyways, back to the trade. I'm sure you've heard, but it was Kyrie to the Celtics for Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizic, 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 Zizic. one of those. Yeah, Zizic. Zizic. Like Dragic, it's the ch sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you bet. You bet. And then the Nets 2018 first. So... Now some news has come out that Isaiah Thomas's hip is a little worse than expected after a physical, and the Cavs are looking for more in the trade. And just before we started to record this, Woj tweeted out that and said that the Cavaliers want Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown as part of this deal now. So I don't even know how this works at this point, now that Kyrie is past his physical for the Celtics. I don't know what happens now, but like, how are the Celtics going to give up one of their top first round picks of the last two years for this too? Right. I know that deal. I mean, as great as I think Kyrie is, I think that that deal is a bit lopsided still. Um, But, uh, you know, I I am not necessarily saying I understand exactly how all of this works either, but this is the impression that I get. I'll use an analogy. The Cavs were tired of all their old toys. They're like little kids. They're tired of their old toys, so they begged their parents to go get them a new toy. They went to the store and found the shiniest toy and bought it, and it turned out to not be exactly what they were thinking it was. So they started crying and went to their parents and said, now I need something else to be happy. That's what this feels like to me. It feels like a spoiled little kid. (laughs) I I mean, I know that Isaiah Thomas is hurt and like a lot of these trades and stuff depend on health and all these physicals, but that's what I'm thinking right now. That does seem about right. You know, I just... I don't know how it goes from being IT, Crowder, Zizic, and the first, and nothing else, and now they want Tatum or Brown. I mean, there has to be some something in between. Those right. are two of their next best assets, and they're going after those rather than a... I mean, sure, it'd be great to get one of those guys, and that'd really benefit the Cavs, those guys being on their rookie contracts and all, but... Man, I, I'm excited to see how this plays out and what actually happens. Yeah, I'm also really surprised that that Nets pick was involved. But the thing I heard, and uh, I'm being a, a huge hypocrite right now, but I don't remember where I heard it. So I don't know if this source is reputable or not. But I guess uh, that pick was like, the trade was really contingent on a pick being involved. Uh yeah, well, I don't know if this is a situation where a trade can just get canceled and or called off, but could you imagine Kyrie back on the Cavs now <laughs> saying like, "Okay, guys, I still want to trade. Let's not let's not mess around this time." And then imagine how IT feels. I know it. <laughs> I like just insane. 
I saw a good tweet about everybody better start unburning those Celtics jerseys. <laughs> that oh my gosh, that was like the dumbest thing. He got traded. It wasn't his choice at all. Why would you burn? I mean, people from Boston probably burn stuff at any chance they get, but whatever. I'm sure they do. <laughs> That's a sweeping generalization, but yeah, whatever. And I and I just confirm and enhance it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure they do. They. But going back to if this trade got canceled. I think after all the drama and everything involved so far, that's the only logical thing that could happen. Like, the trade not go through and Kyrie go back to the Cavs and still want to trade. Like, after all that we've been through, I just think that's the next logical step. (laughs) Yeah, then the Suns come out as a contender, and then we hear about all these crazy packages we've been throwing together, and it's just just all full circle did you know we have tyson chandler what <laughs> is it, <laughs> doesn't that make you want to play for the suns now Kyrie? oh yeah i'm yeah. sure you're listening but we have tyson chandler <laughs> it almost got lamarcus here maybe it'll bring you in <laughs> yeah it almost got lamarcus here. yeah <laughs> almost okay so we're going with a pretty quick episode today, but me and Mitch talked about maybe we'll we'll talk about this a little bit, but we were just in for uh we headed to the Suns Arena and we we got brought to a Mercury game and we were looking for some season tickets and we got to we got showed around the arena a bit, saw some different seats. It was a blast and we decided on some seats, so we're proud season ticket holders this year. That's right. That's right. And shout out to our boy Bobby, our uh, ticket rep. If you need Suns tickets, call and ask for Bobby. Tell him that uh, we referred you. He's he's a good guy. And uh, I think that just goes into what I want to talk about, and that's how organized the Suns are. I was really impressed with how this works. As someone who used to sell season tickets, granted it was the D-League, but still... I have a little bit of insight into this, and I was just very impressed with the operations and uh, everything I saw from this meeting that we had. Um, Very professional, yet uh, still personal. And, uh, you know, he asked really good questions. Uh, I was especially impressed when he asked what exactly we were looking for, like the best seats possible, the best value, that kind of thing. And... I think that he did a really good job finding us some seats that are at a great value. Uh, So I was super impressed with everything and, you know, getting to go to the Mercury game was fun. And uh, yeah, so, you know, a lot of times you'll hear about the uh, disorganization in these teams, but I don't think that's the case with the Suns, at least from the business side, they're doing things the right way. It seems. Uh, What do I have to add in? Um, Brittany Griner, Tall as expected. That's true. She, very She's tall. Huge. That was my first WNBA game, and you know, like, yeah, me too. we might like to joke around a little bit about the WNBA, and you know, a lot of people do, but there were a lot more people than I expected there. It was loud. Yeah. The, the fans right. were very involved, and you know, it's like it's just like going to. 
I mean, it's not quite like going to his son's game, but it's it's that pro basketball atmosphere. So I was I was yeah, really impressed. It was a great atmosphere. Great atmosphere. That's another thing. If you're in Phoenix and you're looking for something to do, those games are fun. Oh, and we happen to be sitting across the court from uh, Devin Booker and Mike James, oh, who yeah. came to check out yeah. the game too. They were courtside. We were we were, we weren't sitting courtside. We're not we're not ballers, but. <laughs> We were, we were across the court from him and definitely uh, sent out a Snapchat or two. No big deal. You know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He may have looked at me. He may have looked at me. It, I mean, it, it really did look like he was looking right at you in that picture. And he waved a little bit, I think. Gave you a little wink. You're just... We're, we're just talking about my dreams now, Mitch. You're, <laughs> you're stretching the truth a little too far. <laughs> But no, it was really cool to see him there. Absolutely. So what we're thinking is we're going to be rocking some ticket giveaways this year. Uh, we did one last That's year, right. and it seemed like quite a, quite a few people were pretty interested in it. We got quite a few responses to our uh, – what did we do? Guess how many threes Booker hit or something in a game? Yeah, we did a, we did a trivia thing on Twitter. I believe. Right. So, or, yeah, it was on Twitter. So we're gonna be coming up with some sweet ways to give out the tickets. So be looking, be looking for that, and maybe we'll do a preseason one. That's coming up real quick here. So it is. Yeah. Before you know, it, it's almost September, and that means basketball is a month away. Almost. It's like a month and a half, but whatever. We're getting close. We're excited. All right. We are. Oh yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up. Let's do some uh, non-sports plugs. Mitch's face melting minute. What you got? All right. So this week, it's the last week of August. So I still have to plug August Burns Red. I'm not plugging anything specific. Just listen to August Burns Red. They have a new album coming out in October. But anything of theirs that you want to listen to, go ahead. It's all great stuff. Uh, the other thing I'm going to plug is uh, Winds of Plague Decimate the Week from 2008. This album I actually just found recently, and it's sick. It's like, uh, it's still in that deathcore vein, very death metal, but you can hear the hardcore influences a lot more. Um, this time, like, the late, or mid to late 2000s is when we were getting a lot of these kind of bands, and like, Thy Art is Murder was starting to come onto the scene but uh yeah winds of plague decimate the week uh a lot of orchestral stuff that's cool but my favorite songs uh upon my first listen here uh would be angels of debauchery and reloaded so check that one out right on and you know nothing too crazy here but last week i missed the episode my wife and i went up to flagstaff for the weekend much needed you know just that drop in temperature is money especially when it's this time of year and it's still like 107 degrees for a high temperature every day so got up there you know it's like a two and a half hour drive or so got up there stayed at a little hotel sort of like next to the mountains and forest and stuff all that good stuff did a little hiking and man it was just kind of refreshing to get out of the desert for a little bit I mean, I haven't lived here too long, but, you know, it's nice to get up north and see a little greenery compared to the, the dust and dirt of the desert, but 
you know, I, I can't complain. Better than a blizzard back in South Dakota, so. But, yeah, you know, give it another couple months and uh, it'll be beautiful again. And that'll be one less thing to complain about. We're almost through it. All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Check us out on Twitter, at Pod. Give us those iTunes reviews. Uh, check out the YouTube. Subscribe. Like those videos. We're going to keep those coming. So thanks for tuning in. Go Suns.